The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Yesterday, we began to see from the book of Colossians who our real boss is. Most of us spend much of our time at a job somewhere, and we all are either supervisors or have someone supervising us. The Bible teaches us how to act even in those mundane daily situations of life. Join us today as we conclude our look at employers' employees and the idea of who our real boss is. But first, here's a song selection that we hope you enjoy. Then stay tuned for the message.
See, we don't just fear God on Sunday. We ought to fear God on Monday and every day of the week. We ought to be continually remembering that God is our real boss. He's the reason for all that we do. And then notice what he says in verse 23. He says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. You should give full diligence to your job. We should constantly be looking to do uh, our jobs and improve our in, in what we're doing, do them more efficiently, do them better. Do our jobs diligently. Whatever we do, do it heartily. Put your heart in it. I know sometimes uh, it can get boring and it can get old and I, I can get disheartened. You know, so that's one of the problems with having a bad boss is that it will discourage you and you'll just get to kind of going through the motions, so to speak. You know what God says? He said, don't do that. Don't do that. You may not have the best earthly boss. You may not be working for a company that's doing you right in the sense that you think they should, but do your job heartily anyway. Back over in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 9 and verse 10, he says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. It doesn't matter who's looking. It doesn't matter uh, uh, what the, uh, ultimately whether the, boss is, the earthly boss is doing you right or not. Just do it heartily because you're not serving him. You're serving God. You know, diligence is important, and, and I'm sorry to say that's one of the problems, I'm afraid, with uh, our workforce today is a lack of diligence. And I'm not indicting any particular generation. I just know that this whole situation we're in in America seems to be, you know, we have a lot of people who aren't working, who could work, but who won't. And they're not, you know, that's one of the issues that is constantly faced in state government. There's even a task force been set up on our workforce, workforce development, the problems with workforce availability. And you know, in our current situation, our current economic situation, there's a job out there. There's jobs everywhere, but they're not, you know, it may not be the best job, but they're jobs nonetheless. And I'm not saying you shouldn't seek the job that the Lord wants you to have the most. You should always follow his will, but if you can't find anything else, you can flip burgers at Jack's. You know, there's things that we can do. But notice what he says here about diligence, okay? In Proverbs 22 and verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Many of you know Mr. Jack Pate, who was our circuit clerk for many, many years. He's been retired for a long time now. He was a county commissioner before that. When he retired, uh, probably been 20 years ago now, I went to his retirement um, celebration, and all the folks that were there that had worked with him had, were asked to say something. And this is the verse that kept coming back to my mind about Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack was a circuit clerk. He wasn't the janitor, and he wasn't the maintenance guy. But if there was something broke at the courthouse, he fixed it. If there was some issue with the bathrooms, he took care of it. He didn't wait and let somebody else do it. And this verse kept coming to my mind. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He had been diligent all of his life as far as the time I knew him in whatever business he was part of. When he was county commissioner, I'd see him cutting. I'd see him on a Saturday afternoon down here on the tractor cutting the side of the road. You know, he was diligent in his business. Guess what? He, was, he stood before kings. He stood before people in authority in this state. People respected him. 
And that's, I've thought about, think about him every time I think about being diligent. And let me tell you something about diligence. It doesn't take talent to be diligent. It doesn't take talent to show up. It doesn't take education to be diligent. It doesn't take experience to be diligent. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room to get up and go to work. <laughs> I realize there's, you know, a brain surgeon needs certain training and education. I get that. But just to be there, just to be diligent, it doesn't take experience and education and talent. Slothfulness and laziness will take you to a place you don't want to go. Let me read you just a few verses there. You don't have to turn to them. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. You know, a slothful man will go hunting, he'll shoot something, and then he'll just let it lay there. He's too lazy to cook it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> a slothful man, Proverbs 19 and verse 22, A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. <laughs> you know, that's pretty lazy. But I know some people like that, and I'm sure you do too. And let me tell you this, I got it in me, and you got it in you. You say, well, not me. Yes, you do. You've got that old man within you. And if you let yourself, you can ultimately end up in this same place. Look at Proverbs chapter 24 with me just for a minute. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30. This is... Solomon here, I believe, writing about some of his observations. He says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. And I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. He's going to tell us that instruction in a moment. But notice what he's done. He's gone by this field. Now, maybe, maybe the slothful man sowed it. I don't know. But, you know, I, my experience with gardening is it doesn't, I don't have to, to, to lose my garden. I don't have to go down there with my plow and plow it up. I can just not go down there and weed it. And the next thing you know, it's gone. It's, it's grown over with thorns and nettles. You know, I went for a while there where... Uh, there was a there was a field that I needed to I needed really badly to bush hog, and uh, it's kind of on the backside, and I I kind of left it alone for a while because I was busy with other things. Now I hope it wasn't because I was slothful, okay? Because I was working real hard in other areas. But as far as that field goes, I was slothful, and I let it go. And when I finally went over there, it been I realized time slipped away. It'd been like a year since I'd tried to bush hog that field. I got over there, and there were things growing up in that field that I couldn't bush hog over. I didn't do anything to it. I didn't go sow those thorn bushes and those thorn trees over there. But they just grew up on their own. And he says this, Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. You don't, I don't know anybody that set out to be poor. I don't know anybody that said, you know, I'm going to college so I learn how to be bankrupt, <laughs> you know? Nobody says that, right? <laughs> but you know, it just kind of slips up on you, right? Now I realize, look, I'm, there are things that come upon us in life, downturn, economic downturns, I get that. But I'm talking about just being purely lazy and slothful. It'll just slip up on you. See, we should give full diligence to our jobs. 
And we should remember that God is our real boss. Back over in Colossians. Listen, verse 25. He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Notice what he's saying there. Verse 24. Go back to verse 24. I left that out. Well, verse 23. Whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Remember, God is your real boss. You may not like your boss, but you're not serving him. You're serving God. You may be working for that earthly boss, but you are serving the Lord. Okay? Do it as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. That's what I've just been saying here. We serve the Lord Christ, and we have an inheritance. Maybe you're not getting the wages you should get. Maybe you're not getting the recognition you should get. But one day, you're going to be a joint heir with Christ. As a matter of fact, that's not someday, that's today. We are currently joint heirs with Christ. We're more, you know, you may be working for a billion dollar corporation, but you, you're more, you have more value to your name than that billion dollar corporation has. Because you have an inheritance with Christ. And verse 25 says, But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. I realize in this world there's respect of persons everywhere you go. You dress a man up in a suit and a tie, and that's a whole lot more likely he's going to get in that place of business and somebody that's dressed like a bum on the street same person you can take the same person and dress him one way one day and one way the next and somebody's going to look at him differently but there's no respect of persons with God turn back over to Ephesians chapter 6 just for a minute we've been going back and forth there on our series on the family but he goes on also in Ephesians to talk about these things as well notice in verse 5 of Ephesians 6 he says, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. This is an important thing. We should be, the people we're working for, we ought, to, we ought to do it with some concern. We ought to be concerned about getting it right and serving them right. In singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. I realize, as I've said earlier, there are times in maybe some job you've got that seems to be a dead-end job. You seem to be spinning your wheels. You seem like you're not going anywhere. And you can get disheartened and you can get down and out. But, but look, theology matters. It matters what we know about our salvation. Because you see, when we find ourselves in a dead-end job, when we find ourselves spinning our wheels, when we find ourselves feeling like we're not going anywhere, we need to remember that, child of God, you're going somewhere. You are predestinated to be conformed to the image of His Son. You are going to be with Him one day, and all the troubles of this life, all the, all the tribulations that you're facing, all the bad bosses and the unfair situations at work, they're going to be made right one day. And you're going to have something much greater than all that. You see, he says, doing the will of God from the heart, that will perk you up. That will encourage you. That encourages me. When I feel like things aren't going right and things aren't going, I'm not going anywhere, I can think about it again and remember and look up because I'm going somewhere. 
Even though I may be spinning my wheels here, once again, it's okay to change jobs. It's okay to try to better your situation. But remember, you'll never make your situation better than the best that's coming one day when we get to serve the Lord face to face in heaven. You should remember that God is our real boss. He says, with goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Remember what I said earlier, how the Bible meets you where you are. It doesn't matter what your situation is. If you're a slave and, and there's a pathway to get out of slavery, get out of it. Praise God for it. But in the meantime, serve him. In the meantime, look to him. See, it doesn't matter if your earthly boss is a good boss or a bad boss or a mediocre boss. It only, it only matters that we remember that God is our big boss. He's our real boss. Now as we bring this to a close, let's look at one other aspect of this. Let's look at God and employers, not employees. Notice he says, masters, um, in chapter 4 and verse 1 of Colossians, he says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. So, bringing this into modern terms, employers, you ought to be a godly employer. Supervisors, you ought to be a godly supervisor. If you're a boss, you ought to be a godly boss. Remember what he says, whatsoever you do in word in, or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Whatever you do, do that. See, masters are to be employers, are to be fair employers. Remember what it says in Colossians 4.1. He says, uh, masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal. In other words, bosses, don't cheat your employees out of a salary. Don't cheat them in any way. Now, you know, fair doesn't always mean equal. You know, there's differences in experience. There's differences in talents. I get that. Uh, so, you know, um, uh, you know, more experience usually leads to higher pay. And, you know, doing a higher quality job, you can certainly give bonuses. But generally speaking, be fair and equal to your employees. Say, so, you know, equal pay for equal work, that kind of thing. Employers are to be fair employers. And if you go back over to uh, chapter 6 of Ephesians, something else that we see here, he says that employers are to forbear threatening. He says in verse 9, Ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening. In other words, it's not your place to be a tyrant. I've worked for people, and I'm sure you have, that thought that they hung the moon. <laughs> you know, they thought they were all that, so to speak. And, uh, and, and they ruled the workplace like a tyrant. Threatening is bad business anyway, because as soon as you've been abusing an employee in some way, uh, they're going to hightail it for another company as soon as they can anyway. But, uh, but the idea here is that we should always maintain self-control and remember that when you're in the position of being a supervisor or an employer or a boss, that you're kind of standing in the place of the big boss, the real boss. And you ought to act that way. You ought to live in that way. 
Masters or employers are to forbear threatening. And employers, masters or employers, must always remember who their master is. Remember what it said in Colossians 4 and verse 1. He says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Ephesians says, Knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Does it not amaze you, it does me, that God is so interested in our lives that he even gives us help and hope for our workplace? We've already seen that he's worked in the family, he's, he's given instructions for the family and he's interested in the family, but he's also interested in your drudgery every day. You may have a job that you dread to go to, but God's interested in that. And he's given you some things that would help you when it comes to getting up on Monday morning, when you have to slog through the day, you have, to, you have to struggle through the day and keeping, you know, it may be a boring job. It may just be a tough job. It may be a bad work situation. Again, there's nothing wrong with changing jobs. If you can, seek the Lord's help in that as well. But when you're there, wherever you are, God meets you where you are. And he gives you some things that can help us. And primarily what he's saying to us is this is that even in our workplace, especially in our workplace, we should be recognizable as disciples of Christ. Wherever we are, wherever we go, we are representing Christ. We are ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Wherever you go, church members of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, you are representing Zion Primitive Baptist Church. So everything you say, everything you do, every action you take, every uh, task you complete, you are representing the church and, and Christ. And we may be the only Christians that some people ever come in contact with. You know, there's a lot, used to, you couldn't really say that around here in the Bible Belt, but now we have, we have so many in this country that completely ignore the things of, of Scripture. And our work as Christians calls for a level of integrity that will bring notice to the world. We should be disciples, and they should know that. Remember Daniel in Babylon. He was in a place where they didn't care about the Word of God. Beloved, we're kind of in Babylon today, are we not? We're to labor even in Babylon for the Lord and to do it as diligently as we would in Jerusalem. We should act in the daily grind in the same way we act in the worship service. Now, will our bosses or our employees recognize that? Not if we don't live like that. You know what that translates to practically? We ought to, you know, I've heard of people that uh, worked for years for a company, and when they got ready to retire, somebody said he was the most faithful and diligent employee I ever had. Maybe that person never got a chance to share the gospel verbally. But you know what they did? They shared it practically. We ought to be the best worker that anybody's ever had. We ought to be the best boss. If you're in a supervisory position or in a place of, uh, maybe you are the boss of whatever company it is, when the time comes to retire, it ought to be said of you, you know what, he didn't get everything just right, but he sure did treat me like a child of God ought to. See, that's the idea, is that 
We're to do all of our work as unto the Lord. And when we do all of our work as unto the Lord, we're not serving that earthly boss. We're serving our real boss. And our real boss will be proud of us. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.